0: What's up guys, welcome to Ronin Radio, I hope you're doing okay in this little lockdown of a situation that we have going on, the bloody coronavirus has taken over, it's a global pandemic, Team Ronin are smashing it, we're getting through it, we've got our consistency and accountability challenges, we've got our groups, we've got each other, we've got our Zoom workouts three times a day, we're killing it. Today's episode is with Stephen O'Rourke, Stephen was my second ever intern years and years ago 2012 we agreed on and yeah he started <coughs> Babyface, young steven started with us fresh and he's killing it over in canada now coaching full-time professionally has his own little pt thing going on and well qualified and grinding this is a great chat with steel guys hope you enjoy three
1: two one What's up, Steel? Hey, what's happening? How are you getting on, my man? Good, man. Good, good. The... Good to hear me. Sitting down on the couch, looking out onto the balcony and having a cup of tea. That's what I'm doing right now.
0: Very nice, Steel. Mm. Classic Steel cup of tea.
1: Oh, yeah. A cup of lions, or a tea bag of lions, a little drop of milk.
0: Nice. <sighs> How are you getting them in? Are they imported <clears throat> or can you get them over there?
1: Oh, no, I can't get them over here. Um, now, every time we go home, we bring back about 500 <laughs> Swear to god The suitcase Does be rimmed to the top With Cadbury's Chocolate and Fucking tea bikes
0: <laughs> uh, Very good Very good So
1: uh, Let's
0: start out still with Way back when Back in the day uh, Probably oh man, My years are so bad What is it Probably six Six years Ish ago When we met like Is it it's yeah like Six seven, seven 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 Would it be eight I don't know oh, geez, I, think, I'm terrible.
1: I think it's 2012 2011
0: 2011, 2011. really yeah wow I
1: think old, so. school. Oh, yeah. old school that's, that's back in the day I got on the CrossFit in 2011 and that's I was like ah let's uh, let's do a strength condition course and that's when we uh, met at the KGLE uh, strength and conditioning seminar yeah so I think it must have been early 2012 or late 2012 or yeah you're you know,
0: actually right <clears throat> you're actually right because I only looked at that certification the other day and it said 2012 on it yeah yeah, somewhere uh-huh. around that time. So, wait, you were doing a little bit of crossfit, kind of small, small gym, in the old bodybuilding pump gym at that stage, was it?
1: Uh, how I got the fitness, yeah, I was, I was an absolute twig growing up, so skinny, and uh, not an ounce of muscle to my name. I was, I was a footballer, so I played football basically. I was a winger, so I had had speed. My man used to tell me every week, "Get the ball, run to the corner flag, cross it in. That's your job done." So. Yeah. Basically, I was, uh, like I said, not an ounce of muscle. So 16th birthday, I had to beg me, ma, for a gym membership for my birthday present. Uh, and she was saying, no, no, I'm not doing it, not doing it. You'll do, go for like two weeks and you, you won't go again. I was like, please, please. So got in the end and I went every day. I literally went every day. Uh, got hooked. Didn't have a clue what I was doing at the start. I was just copying other people what they were doing. And then as I got more into it, Started looking up YouTube channel or people's YouTube channels and looking up Men's Health magazine, uh bodybuilding.com. I was like I was pretty hooked. And then I was just doing the typical like bench press curls, uh leg extensions. Never did any of the compound lifts, never did really do back squats, deadlifts, uh strict press with a barbell. It was basically all machines and dumbbells at that time. Um and then I was on youtube one night i remember and who pops up but rich fronin and uh, it was that moment where i remember in 2011 was it 2011 yeah it was, it was definitely 2011 where he was, was climb, climbing the rope i think it was 2011 it Was it 2010 but anyway it was one of the the moments where he was climbing the rope and he fell on his ass when he was trying to go um uh, in that final event and i was like what the hell is this and looked up another video and it was actually CrossFit did their own video explaining what CrossFit was. And I was like, holy shit, what the fuck's this? Went into a little rabbit hole and I think I spent like three or four hours that night looking at CrossFit videos, looking at the, like old school people of like Jason Kaliba, Chris Spieler, Matt Chan. And uh, yeah, I was hooked from there. I was going on to Google, looking up where CrossFit gyms are in in Dublin. And I think at that time the only one that was that popped up on Google was a uh, CrossFit Sandyford, and I was like, "Yeah, that's that's too far." So I just did CrossFit me own for a little while, um, went in obviously getting them odd looks from people saying, "What the fuck's this guy doing doing burpees? What the hell's he doing?" Mm. And um, that's when I dove in a little deeper into actually trying to get uh, educated, and uh, that's when I was like, oh, here, I need I need to learn the Olympic lifts." And typed in strength and conditioning seminar and that's when the KGL uh performance uh, seminar popped up and we just dive straight into it. And yeah, nice. that was that's that was that. That was my beginning in the fitness.
0: Nice. Yeah,
1: so then or we hooked have, up Yeah, we hooked up then. Yeah, got to know you over the two days. Um and then yeah, of course chit chatting to you chat over lunch and then you told me that you had a cross for gym and, at first, again, didn't believe. It's like you doing your shit. <laughs> 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 I actually remember that. I remember saying, "I was like, you doing your shit on a cross with you? <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, and then I think I came down like a month later. I think I came down. I think we had that. Um, what was it? The free trial we used to do on a Saturday. Yeah, it was like 40, 45 minutes. You just talks to uh, what cross it was. And then, a, a, what was it? A seven minute arm wrap. I think it was yeah. like seven kettlebell swings, seven burpees. And I think on that day it was actually a nice day. I think you had to run. Yeah. Just to the just to the wall and back. I think that was the workout actually. So yeah, that was my experience of getting into fitness, and then meeting you—that was how that's how it happened.
0: Deadly. I remember when you were talking about it, and you were saying crossfit. And I'm like i was like yeah I have a CrossFit gym and like even back then it felt like I had this kind of the key to this like secret Aladdin's cave that nobody <laughs> because they were so rare like I was just like I was loving it. I was like this chap is really? dying to get into my
1: CrossFit gym <laughs> I'm how many, and, but how many was there back in 2011 2011 there had to uh, be at in, that like time, at least like no more than 20 no more than and, oh 20. less way
0: less no there was only around the country there was probably only about 10 at that stage I'd say um,
1: the majority being in Dublin
0: yeah well no actually they were well dotted around the country so
1: like uh, let me see you would have had you would have had Tom down in CrossFit Waterford right
0: yeah Waterford were open uh, Mallow there was one in Mallow uh, CrossFit Mallow yeah there were a few kind of dotted around the country and in, in Dublin there would have been like CrossFit Ireland um, CrossFit Dublin which is where I started out in Black Rock at the time which is now Perpetua and oh, that's uh, what it was
1: called actually that's what it was called it wasn't called CrossFit Sandyford at that time it was called, called uh, CrossFit Ireland
0: yeah God, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it was it was few and far between, and not many people knew what was going on. And even at that strength and conditioning seminar, it was kind of like, you know, kind of like these oddballs that new Olympic lifts because there'd be a lot of like typical strength and conditioning people, and they didn't really know much about the lifts. And we we're there kind of hammering the lifts out, and they're like, "This plain fella with a snatch, <laughs> yeah, touch and go. Yeah, touch and go. Touch go. with
1: it? Would a bell?
0: <laughs> touch and go with a bell. It's actually true though. Yeah." But uh, now we could lift. We could lift. I was stung as demo boy for the day. I was doing the demos, and yeah, no, we're, yeah, yeah, we were doing, we were doing our thing for sure. So then that moved on to you were a member for a while, and uh, you were showing some keen interest. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's so. I think I was a member for, I would say a year, year and a half, and then I did me. I was like, I was hooked. I really was. I was hooked on the CrossFit, and I was like, "Fuck this!" And going to get me level one. And I, again, again, at this time, I was broke as well. I, I was like working odd jobs, getting any money up I could just to pay the membership and then uh, getting a bike and any money I'd, I'd get, I'd kind of put away into a savings little jar. And then when I uh, saw that the level one was coming to Dublin, jumped on it straight away. Uh, I did mine in Crosby. Where did I do mine? It was in Black Rock at the time. Cross of Dublin was it? Yeah it was. It was Cross of Dublin. Yeah. They were in a they were in Black Rock at that time. And did a level one and I was just like in awe. I was like, oh my god, I want I like this even more better now. Um and then did me level one, passed it. Um and then Because at the time Ian was interning, so and Ian Ian had dust started, so obviously you didn't have space to do uh and an extra intern so I just kind of tipped away and then I think it was like three or four months later you kind of appro- I approached it again and then you sent me down and that was that was it really then I was in there doing little odd jobs helping you clean on the weekends and then it slowly just progressed into one day you said all right you're taking the warm-up and then I was like what, <laughs> mm.
0: what?
1: and then went in did the warm-up and then from there, I think it was progressed into, it, right, you're taking a warm-up and the strength. And then a few weeks later, right, you're taking a full class. And, again, I, I used to always shadow you guys. So it, it was like Danny, uh, Jody, and then yourself. But, yeah, that was a lot of learning, a lot of learning. And then the big thing with me is talking in front of people, not getting used to that. That was a big eye-opener for me at the, at the beginning because I can remember – because I think I was the youngest person at the gym at that stage. And during uh, being an intern as a coach – I remember stepping up and there's like 12 to 15 people that are probably 12 to 15 years older than me. (laughs) Because I think at that time, most of our members were like mid-30s or early 30s and there I am, 21 years of age, standing in front of them, telling them what to do. So again, I found that was the hardest thing for me was actually standing up there, demo movements, and even sometimes telling people that they're doing it wrong. Like I used to feel like, I shouldn't, I shouldn't. I don't think I should be telling this 28 year old man that he's uh, doing a push press wrong. Mm-hmm. But then uh, that was just me being young and just obviously had to learn. But uh, yeah, that was the start. And then I think I was full, I went in part time coaching because I was still working away in the factory. And then Choc- absolutely hate chocolate in my factory. life came in the chocolate factory yeah
0: Get supplying us with the uh, big bags of chocolate
1: <laughs> oh man used to be some Larry was the worst Larry would be like Larry would say to me "Is a so guess, are you sure so yeah big Larry sack. was like a small little a little lunch bag <laughs> little lunch bag, bag. But I came back with a big bleeding oh, it must have been about 10 kilos of chocolate and, and oh, I never forget his face his face, his face was dropped it's like what but yeah, oh, sick. I used to come in with big bags of chocolate, but yeah. I I was really really I used to hate me life from like six a.m. till two p.m. I used to once I once I clocked out, I'd smile ear to ear because I knew I was going straight to the gym, and then I used to I would sh- shadow, then I'd train, and then I'd be off home. That's what I used to do, and then once I got into that part time role, uh, then I just took the. Took the jump really, even though I didn't have money at the time, even to take the jump. But just said, "Noah, fuck, never, never." So, did took the jump, uh went full time coaching. And um, I think I forget how many hours I was doing when I was doing full time there. I think, uh, I was saying at least twelve hours. Was I doing? Mm. I think. Yeah. Um. We were we were active we were then, all, It was it was all hands on deck. Yeah, it was good. It was good. Like I loved it. It was it was great. Uh, again, learning a lot. Um, and then, I was trying to get a little, my PT going on the side, so I had a little, uh, a group of friends that would come in at like four o'clock on like the, uh, like three times a week. I think it was Monday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, they'd come in at four o'clock and I'd put them through a, a PT session. It was like a group, a small group. I think it was like four girls. Four girls? Five oh girls, yeah, I I girls, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they used to pop in, so I used to get a little bit extra cash from that. And, yeah, and then that was about a year full time coaching. So overall, I think I was like in Ronan for a good four years, three years. I think it was the
0: full, the full length I was in. And that was like there was uh, there was never ever a sense of like, oh, this is work. This is this is a place where I work. It was always just like that. oh, <laughs>
1: never. I was just the happiest person ever. Once I was in that, in them, once I was in them four walls, I was happy because. Again, back then I wanted to be a competitive crosshair as well. Like I was like, ah, I can, I can do this. This looks easy. This is like snatch hundred kilos. Give me that in six months. Yeah. And then you get into it, and you, yeah, yeah, you, you realise that no, these Americans, the Rich Fong's, the Chris Speelers, Matt Chance, like the Jason Klebs that you watched, like they're just a different kettle of fish. Like all together, these people are genetic gift like they're gifted genetically. Like they are hard working. They sacrifice a lot to be where they are. And then you were going out on a Saturday with the boys to watch uh, the football and hand a few points and then Yeah. You go back to reality You're like you go back Monday morning you feel like crap. Yeah. And a
0: uh, a lot of them guys as well they've like ten 10- 15 years of strength training in them before they even start CrossFit and they're still young <laughs> they're like well that's it oh, co- collegi- crazy. collegiate athletes and footballers and stuff you know absolute machines whereas in Ireland there you go like you were a winger with a mad funky hairstyle big mullet <laughs> <laughs> that is true oh my god that oh, was some mullet back, man either. Jesus oh man the tinker. back uh, I saw you in a yeah, photo that yeah, that, 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 yeah.
1: Jesus, they were the days. I think I was actually 15 in that photo that popped up. 15, I think it was 15. Do you know what? Actually, I was, I
0: was- I'm going to try and get that photo and put that as the cover of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so,
1: man, I can you imagine?
0: So then after uh, a bit of... There was a bit of a jump. A bit of a jump from not being happy to making it... You know, you had a position where you were happy in your life. You were doing something you really loved. And then... There was a uh, next a uh, next move, another big boy step away from Mammy, away from the the house, and uh, he made the move to Canada. So, what 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 kind of what kind of sport that is? you? What made you think about getting out and getting out of the big bad world over to Canada?
1: I actually pronounce it remember you used to give me stick. <laughs> uh, you, me man looking after me. Used to look. I still am.
0: I still, I still am.
1: Um, I used to go I remember like oh just like this simple thing's like making me bed. It's like man uh, make me mad like, does the sheets. She the Just used does, to does
0: me washing it. Yeah. You'd be so excited on the shopping stick. night. Leaving up. what night? Would, what night would it be? Tours there? something are uh, like, oh, the shopping night, like, dancing out of the gym, <laughs> heading back to get your little chocolate treats and your. Brain. <laughs> I was like, this chap uh, is What you were? You were 20 odd at that age. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, that like
1: I would have been 20, 22,
0: 23 at the time. Now, in fairness, yeah. it does go on, but you just had a particularly baby-faced and a particularly yeah, baby <sighs> boy attitude for the whole thing. No, man.
1: Well, man, what she did, my man looked at me. He used to, he, I used to. Change, like changed the bed sheets for me. washed them used to do me me washing me cooking yeah I was I was baby big time big time and that it was a reality check when I moved over here and me on or with me buddy it was a like, complete reality check yeah Um. so yeah how it happened was that uh, we were a really close group of friends eight of us back home in Dublin and they were six they were all in relationships pretty much and uh, me me and their buddy Freeney Two single guys and we were like, "Hey, what's this?" Like the rest of the lads, are kind of settling down with their girlfriends. At the time, two of them had kids, and then there was talk of the rest of them saving for a house. And we were like, "Here, we're only twenty three, twenty four. Do you want to, do you want to go somewhere? Like, we go away for like just a year, just to get out." And I was all on Australia because my sister lives in Australia, lives in Australia, sorry. And I was like, "Let's go to Australia. One year, be fine. Go to Sydney, sunshine." But my buddy wasn't wasn't uh having he thought it was a little too far. But he heard good things about uh Canada. And he's like here we get an extra year as well, the two year fees and not a one year visa. So if we actually like it we can stay for two years. So I was like, ah it's a bit cold here. Anyway, went on I said, You know what? I'll uh, I'll go to Canada. If we if we get the, the visa, we'll go, but if we don't we'll go to Australia and we shook on and we said, Yeah, right, right, let's do it. So we applied for a the Canadian visa. And we got in like three weeks, which we didn't expect. We thought it was going to be like a, a month or two or something like that. And yeah, we got it in three weeks and we were like, oh, what? That wasn't, we didn't think that was going to come true that quick. And I basically had just bought a car at that stage. I think I had it for like six months and sold that. Um, Took whatever savings I had, took that out. And then uh, I pretty much bought a one-way flight to Dublin to Toronto and when I got to Toronto we had one one friend over here that was living here now in fairness he was living in the smallest apartment I've ever seen in my life I didn't did not even make apartments this small uh it was tiny it was literally tiny we'd walk in the door and when you walk in the door was the kitchen and kitchen and the living room in the one room and then to the right was his bedroom and then to the left of the door just as you come in the front door is the bathroom and there was three grown men there so he had his his own bedroom and then me and my buddy would sleep on the floor but these guys like there be some nights where Richie was his name he would come in from a night out and we'd be two boys would be asleep on the floor and he'd forget and he'd fucking walk over <laughs> <laughs> like it was it was mad but we stayed he let us sleep there for six weeks until we got our own apartment nice and it was a nightmare, at the start, it was a bit of a nightmare because when you move over uh, to Amer- to uh, North America, they, they're big on credit checks, like, like credit history. So when you want to get an apartment, you ask for all these credit history, uh, make sure you have a job. Do you want a letter from your job saying that you're a full-time employment? You have to have a certain amount, sometimes, in your bank account to make sure that you're not going to stay for a few months and then pull a runner. Um. So we had to get all this stuff organized. So when we first got here, bank account, making sure we got jobs. And then from there, it was basically trying to get a landlord that would take us. But uh, thank you enough that we got, we did get a landlord that had good experience with Irish people before. So he gave us the apartment, got a two bed uh, apartment uh, close to my job. So I was in walking distance to the the gym. And then my roommate mate, here moved over he was probably like a 10 minute walk to his job, 15 minute walk. So, it's perfect location, but like that, when you get that reality check of, like, setting up your water, setting up your electricity bills, <clears> uh, setting up, like, your your checks going out on time to pay rent, like, all this is brand new to me, I haven't a clue. Like, there's, there was days where I'd get a, a warning email to pay, uh to pay the water, and I'd be like, oh, shit, fuck, I forgot about that. <laughs> but, like, yeah, it's just little things like that where you you need to grow up a little bit, so... That was the big one.
0: Yeah, I look, it was definitely the best thing for you at that stage, you know, to get out and do something like that. Absolutely.
1: Well, it is, because it grew up big time. And then over the space of two years, really got into more coaching. Because when, when I first came over here, I was like, here, Amy, who owns the gym now at the time, he uh, owns the gym now, but was a manager at the gym at the time. He was like, like, do you want to work part-time? Like, And then... You can just do your own team or watch your fans. I was like, "Fuck no! Give me as many hours you like. Give me like full time." So, when I come over here, I was coaching twenty four classes a week, CrossFit. So that's my full time gig, mm. and that's what I was paying. We rent, have money to buy shopping, have a few drinks on the weekend. That's a lot, of- and <laughs> it's a lot of coaching. A lot, but I learned a lot. I, I was I'd coach the morning, coach at noon, coach in the evening. Um, I did a, a ton of classes. I'd, uh, if somebody was sick, I would jump in. I did a a ton of classes there, but it was it was worth it. Like I I learned so much, and I got to know all the members. I knew exactly who everyone was, knew them by name, knew like what they did for their job, knew if they had a pet or if they had like a uh, children. knew kn- knew them really well, and got a really good relationship going with a lot of them. And that's roughly how I got into the the PT. Was basically true members to the gym where they were like, "Yeah, oh, I'd love to work on extra stuff." Where wow, you fable for the session, and that's that was kind of like my, uh, my uh, forward uh, foot into the door of PT. It's nice. so basically just being an, a nice person, and then building up that trust with them to where they knew where I was doing a good job, to where they wanted to take the extra leap into doing like some private classes. But yeah, twenty four classes a week is a ton. Yeah, like there'll be some some weeks like coming home on a Friday or coming home on a Saturday and just falling into bed. It takes a ton of energy to cl- to coach uh, that many classes because again, Amy, she would be on your like she be on so she be like like if you're, you're feeling good today, you're feeling energized and like there's got to be a good class and like fucking right, yeah, I'm on it. Like you you don't want to go to a class that's alright guys um, no Jesus yeah, no
0: today a uh,
1: five-way five. no hey, get it's out the that, gym owner's worst nightmare not hoping having out. a coach like that worst nightmare yeah uh, like we. Only, I only realised in the last year or so it's not easy finding good coaches either no like it's hard to find a good solid good crosser coach that is well-rounded in gymnastics weightlifting uh, explaining workouts like uh, and even being good to people like you can have people that are good movers but they can't talk to people, like they like they literally have no yeah. personality. You're better off talking to the wall than talking yeah. to the coach. That is that no I crack, have, no not having now having the laugh. Yeah. Like it's exactly you need to have you need to have that you need to have that. Like I I go like I don't do it on a purpose, but like before I know like people like, oh you're a good dancer. I'm like what? It's like yeah, I see you just dance there. I'm like <laughs> it's like didn't even realise yeah. it's dancing For fairness though you've always, <laughs> like, you've you've always been, like you've been coaching those since day one <laughs> but like little things like that or like, even like sing like, even just sing along to like some of the songs that come on and like just, just being high energy because that's what people need at 6am in the morning when they're coming to a class they don't yes. want to be uh, just like a silent yeah, go absolutely absolutely is there, was there I can't
0: remember exactly didn't I in some way help you out with getting that gig before you had even left so you had a job just to walk into
1: yeah, so well, how that came about is that I knew I was going to come to a certain location in Toronto. I was coming to Liberty Village, and I literally just typed in James in Liberty Village, and of course like the 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 uh, like the Ben Duns over here, like they're called Good Life. So the Good Lives all popped up, but then at the Liberty Village popped up, and I was like, Happy days, one in in around the area, and I just literally got uh the manager Amy's email, sent her the email. She was like, Yeah, give me a Give me a reference of the job that you're in now, coaching, and then we had a Skype interview. So again, the next day I was on to you, and I asked you for a reference. Got the letter, had to fax um, that over to her. She had a read of it. She had to also look at all my qualifications I had at that time, um, and then hopped onto a Skype call with her at the time, which didn't, even, it, to be honest, didn't even feel like an interview. It felt like just a chat, um, and that was it. Came over and then the actual interview was actually the coach of class. So coach the class and straight away it was over. She was, That's when we had that conversation where she was like, how many, many hours do you want? Do you want full-time, part-time? And like, give me the mark. So yeah, that's that's how that came about. I, rem- I remember but sending yeah, over it's... a lot
0: of lies on your behalf. Yeah, yeah, you sound, yeah. Re- real hard working, yeah. Real hard
1: work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man.
0: So uh, but- after the... Um, you know, you were doing a good stint and coach and you moved into the PT and stuff. I think you mentioned the you did a bit of Mac Nutrition, didn't you? Do a Mac Nutrition course? <clears throat> yeah, that's yeah, how's that been that, helping you? Has uh, that been kind of boosting the PT?
1: Big time. I'm I'm doing a, yeah, absolutely. Well I I've always always thought that was a crucial part of the PT is like helping people with nutrition or even just like give them a little bit of educa- education about nutrition. But um a year and a half ago, I signed up for Mac Nutrition. And how we found out about Mac Nutrition was listening to uh Danny Lenton's uh, podcast, uh, Signal Nutrition. So listen to his, and then I heard about Martin McDonald, who's the, the founder and owner of Mac Nutrition, and um, signed up for his course. Full year. It is. If people think this is just a course you're going to walk through the park and you'll pass at the end, you it's you're gonna fail. This is a. It's heavy-going stuff. Like, it's a lecture every week. There's, I would say, like, maybe 40, 45, 40 to 45 lectures. Everything in front of, like, evidence-based nutrition all the way up to sports performance, special population. Um, It's probably the best course I've done in fitness. And I'm not, like, I am, now I am. Uh, an m and you certified nutritionist but at the time I wasn't a nutritionist and that's that's kind of the route I'm looking at getting to now is more helping people with nutrition and um, but yeah hands down best best money I've spend for any course like you have your level one which I thought was very good level two for CrossFit again I thought was very good and um, that if you can take criticism then like, that's that's what the level two is for because they slate you. Like, you uh, you have to basically teach in front of a group of 10 people and they pick the movement for you. They're like, right, going to be deadlift or some deadlift high pull or one of the fundamental movements? And they don't say a word. All right, they say, coach this movement for 10 minutes. Three, two, one, go. And you go through it and they take notes on notes on notes. So... Level two, really good, um. But yeah, mac nutrition definitely. If anyone is interested in that nutrition field, to where they can help, like their their crossfit trainer or PT, hands down, mac nutrition for like, uh, nutrition knowledge. Like I have, I've never done PN, uh, PN but, yeah, uh, I, I can't see how it's going to, uh, compete with mac nutrition. It's just it was. It really was. After each lecture, I'd be like, "Holy shit! Wow!" And yeah, I loved it. It was definitely one of my favorite, favorite. My one of my favorite courses. I think with the precision nutrition.
0: I think it's a, you know, there's obviously there's a lot of fantastic information. It's one of the biggest nutrition uh, certification companies in the world. Like I've I've done it, but uh, and it's heavy going as well. Like the size of that book, it's very science heavy. But uh, I think the the end result the way it's packaged and the way you kind of uh, approach our clients is, is just slightly different to the MNU stuff. I think it's it's a lot more, you know, with the the hand portion sizes and, you know, I think it, yeah, yeah, it's PM, a lot more. Yeah. You know, I think the yeah. MNU just it kind of boils down to a lot more, you know, this is a calorie deficit, this is maintenance, this is your macros, which, you know, the most solid nutrition plans should as well, you know.
1: Yeah, absolutely. No, it was, it's ex- like, it's expensive as well. Like, so don't go in like thinking that, uh, it's don't know. It'll be a thousand euro. Or it's, it's a lot mm-hmm. more expensive. Like again, at the time when I did it, year and a, when I started a year and a half ago, um, I uh, I had to go. I didn't pay the whole thing up front. I did a, like a monthly assignment payment, and then from there, did the whole thing, passed the exam. I, I was so happy when I passed because it is. It's like I I really did study for this exam. It wasn't just like you'll do a few hours. Like they, I was sitting in like leading up to the exam, I was sitting on weekends and studying for like four or five hours a day. any uh, anytime I wasn't in the gym, would come home, open with the laptop, re watch a lecture. So like it, it it's the exams are not just a walk in the park. There's there's four exams. There's four exams in your final one. You have exam one, which you have the present in to actually pass the full exam. Um exam two then is a multiple choice uh exam three is a long answer and then number of exam four is a case study so it's it's heavy it's hands-on and the exams aren't like just like an hour long the exams are like two hours three hours like it's, a, it's, a it's long like time.
0: A, it's a kind of like a, a, a turning point in every young coach's career where you realize that hang on a minute i don't need to beat the shit out of everybody into the ground to help them be happy in fitness I need to help them with their nutrition
1: <laughs> well, well yeah big time and then like even like the stuff I've learned over the years is that like uh, like I used to do I did a lot of programming for a lot of uh, clients like online and then like even just looking back I'm like what was I doing programming that for him like what what was I thinking back then like going back like two three years like to him, like Still learning, like, uh. But I'm like, what was I thinking? Like, I think CrossFit gets that bad rep for—is it a bad rep? Yeah, would I'd say the bad rep for like just hammering people, absolutely leaving them on the floor, and like just takes them like fifty minutes to get a bit of life back in the system. But I feel like now my program is a lot smarter. Like, it's, it's all I think I rethink really a lot about what I program for my clients now. Um, but like going back three, four years ago, I just think, oh yeah, get them into a dark place. I've done a good job. That's a good program, yeah. but <clears throat> I don't think that's the way. You need to read, sip, say, take a seat, get a cup of coffee, get your laptop out, take notes, and uh, where, where's the client's goals? Well, they have to take that into consideration. Yeah. Like, what are they after? The
0: and is is that so, realistic, or is that something you you're prepared to help them with? Because you're looking at the way they move exactly. and. The, the actual potential for them to get where they think they might get, and you're just like, look, this isn't worth it, you know, this isn't worth it.
1: I've and a lot of my, yeah, a lot, sorry, uh, a lot of my private clients, they're uh, early forties, some of them are early fifties. Um, we probably won't even do it. A a conditioning piece for probably like three three sessions. We'll just focus on strength, and then I'll throw in like a. A five or ten minute workout at the end, but um, yeah, it's mainly a lot of my clients mainly just working on improving strength, and uh, maintaining or improving uh, muscle, um, increase, and then obviously a big portion is uh, nutrition mm-hmm. too. Yeah, not uh, have have I'd have maybe three clients that are like into the crossfit, so I would do that kind of program where I'd like. At the start, get the heart rate up, get, get, get them opened up with uh, hip mobility. And then we'll go into a strength accessory and then we'll go into something that's going to get the heart rate up, get them uh, heavy breathing on the condition side. And then rest rest my other, other private clients, like I said, is mainly strength focused. Mm-hmm. Um. So as far as <clears throat> Canada is
0: concerned, I, I'm not going to try and compare Ireland and Canada CrossFit was because when you left it's probably, it was probably way different back then to the way it is now but in Canada is the gym or do you think CrossFit is is like generally a kind of a competitive vibe or is it a gym by gym basis? Um,
1: compared to the serious thing I haven't really been into a CrossFit gym in Dublin in three yeah. years so I, except when I go home so I know when I was in Ronan I classified myself as a, a competitive CrossFit. That's completely changed now. Um, But our gym at the moment, maybe less than 5% of the people are competitive. Now, there's a big chunk that are religious. They'll come, Mon- they'll come three days in a row, take their rest day Thursday, and they'll come in Friday, Saturday, <clears throat> and then they'll take a rest day Sunday. Like, super religious. Like, they love their hour it's like their escape route right because they're all in desk jobs <clears throat> they work long hours so when they get into the gym it's like all right this is my therapy so they're religious and they're really like there's some really good people in our gym and um, the competitive people are really good but maybe just not at that level to where they would make regionals like they'd they'd fall under that but still good fitness local competitions um, but <clears throat> yeah local comps um but yeah, there's a good bulk of our members that love coming in and they love signing up for, like, some weekend competitions. Yeah. Um And then you probably have the rest of the percentage that are, like, just coming in just to uh, improve general health yeah. and fitness. But, yeah, and our, our range, like, we do have an – it ranges from, like, maybe 25 to 50 is our, our yeah. age gap. About 25 to – yeah, that's roughly – and like, it's great because I used to, I love Saturday mornings at our gym. Saturday mornings at nine a.m., ten a.m. Great time in our gym because a uh, a lot a lot of the full time coaches they'll uh, participate in a, a class with the members and just the atmosphere. It's it's it really is. It's amazing. It's great to see. Um. <clears throat> so. I'm going to. Uh, there's a, little,
0: a couple of minutes left on this till the time caps on anchor. So, a couple of other things I wanted to just touch on briefly. Um, how's things going with the coronavirus over there? You're in, you're, this is a bloody mental time. How are you getting on? What are you up to?
1: Yeah, it is it is insane. I, I haven't been working out for, I have been in the gym doing prison training or coaching, uh, quasi class for. Mm, tr- actually, it's still it's, it's third week. So, two full weeks. This is entering the third. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's obviously I'm suffering big time because I'm not getting paid because, obviously, that's how I do. I, I show up. There's a one-on-one. I get paid for that. And then, obviously, when I'm in class, I get paid. But gym-wise, what we're doing with the gym is that we're doing two live Zoom classes um, a day, 8 a.m. and then 5.30. And then we split up them um, live Zoom classes between the coaches. So, and I have two and uh, I think Amy does four or five and another coach does one or two. And then another coach does one or two. So I just sharing their mail. Uh, and then with my private clients, I've just been in contact with them through email, making sure they're okay, send them out their own workouts. Um, and then pretty much anything I can do and I'm always just checking in with them. So uh, they still get their home <clears throat> workouts, my private, <clears throat> private clients. It's a lot of glue lot of glute work, lunges, um squats, a lot of shoulder work, uh core work, that's mainly what they're gonna be getting. There's a lot of good work um, that can be done at home. And then absolutely, uh, absolutely. absolutely. And are you um, locked down
0: at the moment? Is everything locked down?
1: Yeah, only essential businesses are open. it's ah, strange. So though. we have the yeah, it's it's not like I'm like where I live is like it's called Liberty Village, it's like a small enough area yeah it's like a ghost town absolute ghost town it's crazy alright and last <clears throat> still,
0: as I was talking to you about earlier on um, you know it's it's great to see you happy it's great to see you having the young lad that I met all them years ago and you just kind of didn't know what was going on wanted to have a bit of training like
1: did working in the chocolate clue. factory I was the
0: same myself I was unhappy in my job for years before I got into this and stuff and you know just one of the things that motivates me a lot in life is making people happy and seeing people happy so it's great to see it in growing and see in doing the job that you love you know so what I would like to hear from you is if you, if somebody now is listening that's kind of in a job that they're not liking or they're feeling like oh man maybe I could do something else or should I should I take the leap should I move to Canada should I do this course should I leave this job what would you say to them?
1: Well, if you're thinking about that much, then I think, you, I think you need to take that leap. Uh, I think society tells you that you need to have a nine-to-five job. You need to have, like, you need to get married. You need to have kids. You need to be tied down to a mortgage. Um, so it, whatever it is, it doesn't have to be fitness, but whatever you are interested in, even take a part-time course. Like If it's something that you're interested in, do a part-time uh, and then slowly make that transition. It doesn't have to be a straight jump like I did. It can, uh, it can be a slow transition, but yeah, just take that forward step. Don't, uh, don't be sitting back and wondering what or if if you did it or what if you didn't do it. <clears throat> you just got to go for it, and uh, no matter what it it really Absolutely is. Brilliant. And don't be afraid to fail, huh? <laughs> no, well, exactly. Well, hundred percent, hundred percent. it's gonna happen. It it really does. It happens to the best of us. Um. Like when I first came over here, I was, because like to be honest, like when I first moved over here, my first year, because I wasn't earning great money when I first moved came over here. I wasn't. I didn't have any PT clients. I was just coaching <clears throat> my CrossFit classes, and living in Toronto, like it's an expensive city. Like your rent is over two thousand a month just for a just for a a small condo, and then shopping bills on top of that, phone bills, electricity, war. Like before, anyway, party only had a few hundred quid in me in my bank account after each month and I was basically living paycheck to paycheck for the first year when I moved over here and then slowly build up a small reputation people trusting me and then just being a good human people wanted to work with me and then slowly build up my PT business and then say alright I need, I need to continue on start doing more courses start getting more educated and yeah that leaves me here today where I've got a good client base for PT I still coach my CrossFit. And then I'm dipping into more nutrition work. So I currently working on a new website as well. So yeah, doing a lot of stuff, but um yeah, it's not gonna happen overnight. It took me three years to build up something like this. And it's I'm still trying to build it. It's not as if it's I'm at my peak, I'm still Just wanna to get better. I'm ten years at my gym is currently closed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, stop. I know. Who wouldn't? Talk worldwide this. Pandemic, who wouldn't know? Pandemic, huh? Talk? What the Jesus, I don't know. but listen. Yeah, I really appreciate you taking the you time uh, for a chat. And uh, like I said, I wish you well and uh, keep crushing it, my man. And I hope that gym opens up soon so you can get back to what you're, what you're good at. See you, Emil. All Cheers,
1: right. Bro.